podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. My name's Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked. With me is Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. Thank you. See, that was as smooth as I can make it, I think. As best as I can make it, at least. Let me know if my audio is okay. Again, I'm switching around with my audio and stuff like that. So if I'm too loud, too quiet, just let me know in the chat. Thank you, everyone who's listening on YouTube and Twitch. joining the live stream. It always makes these a little bit better when we have a live audience. Also, thank you so much for sticking with us. YouTube was being a pain at not connecting for some reason. So whatever that was about. Hopefully you're all doing well. Took a week break last week. The week before that, some drunk woman kind of demand barged herself in. So podcast has been up to some shenanigans the last couple two weeks. So hopefully this is the end of that. <laughs> man, man, oh man, that was two weeks ago. Blech. I know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I needed a week off after that last one. Yikes. Yeah. Um, just a follow-up for everyone wondering about that drunk woman story um, that was on Twitch. It's on the actual podcast feed. How the story ended up pretty much the next day, that shoeless drunk woman that was like barged into my door. Turns out she kicked her shoes off when she was hopping fences and they're in my neighbor's yard. Still. Ew. Yeah, I agree. Ew. So. Uh, ew. <laughs> I know. I know. I agree. I totally agree. Hopefully you're all doing well out there. Hopefully you're all doing really solid. Um, for those of you who are unaware and did not see the big news yesterday, Mudvayne has returned after 12 years. And while many of you may not be super familiar, especially the younger crowd who Mudvayne is, besides the meme of Berber Ding, that's a big deal. This is a band that has multiple gold albums, was a big deal. The new metal era was featured on MTV2 and MTV at a time where rock and metal were being phased out hard by MTV and MTV2, and the song Dig was still getting prominently played. One of my favorite memories of Mudvayne was when, at the MTV Music Awards, they got presented with the MTV2 Award, where Gwen Stefani and Moby presented the award to Mudvayne, who had axe wound blood coming down their face to accept the award. <laughs> That's Mudvayne. So... Lots of news coming out right now about different stuff. Mudvayne being returning after 12 years. The big news was presented by DWP, the uh, festival company that runs big festivals in the United States, along with the lineups coming, saying they're going to perform for the first time ever at these four festivals in the United States throughout the rest of 2021. In September, two in September, one in October, one in November, being starting off with incarceration in 2021 of September, September 11th, if I'm correct, September 10th, 11th, and 12th. So September 11th at the Ohio Reformatory, which is where they shot Shawshank Redemption, is going to have Mudvayne cap off and headline night two of that. We're going to go over the full lineup for incarceration as well. We like to do the festival breakdowns for everybody. But I'll ask this for a lot of other people too. I have the YouTube and uh, Twitch chat popped out. Keep in mind... Hell yeah, the same singer, Chad Gray, is might be on hiatus right now because of the pandemic and everything. I want to point out that this Mudvayne reunion had been uh, lit and kept on it for quite a while. DWP is the one, is the group that got all four band members in the same room at the same time for the first time in a decade. With Mudvayne's lawyer and manager and sat them all together and tried to piece together what would to, what it would take to get these guys together. I think that's pretty impressive that it was a festival mm -hmm. that actually got them together to do this. What would it make, what would it take for you guys to finally reform and do something after so many years away from each other? 
And one of the reasons why they did that is because DWP often uh, hits up ticket buyers with questionnaires, both before they come to a festival and after like people on mailing lists and things like that saying, what band would you want to see at the next year's Welcome to Rockville, Sonic Temple, Aftershock, Incarceration, Louder Than Life, whatever the festival may be. So many people put Mudvayne over the years, even though they knew Mudvayne wasn't around. That's a big deal. I think that's pretty impressive. That was one of the main reasons why they did that. Let me pull up a quote from DWP. Because, again, this is DWP that made the announcement. It's like they have exclusive rights for the four, the only announced four performances for Mudvayne for the rest of 2021, starting in September. From DWP, from Gary Spivak, and I, we jumped at the chance to sit down for dinner with Mudvayne, their lawyer Eric, manager Diani, and agent Ryan. The band hadn't been in the same room together for 10 years, and we pleaded our case for why the time was right for this to happen. We were hoping to announce this in 2020, we're fortunate enough to be able to do this in 2021, and DWP is super pumped to have Mudvayne exclusively at all four of our festivals this year. They had this plan since 2020. They wanted to do this in 2020. They could not because 2020 was 2020. <laughs> Stupid 2020. So all you Mudvade fans waiting patiently out there, the reason why you had to wait an extra year was because everyone had to wait an extra year for everything. <laughs> uh, the reason I bring that up, they had kept this that quiet for that long. I think that's impressive. They easily could have, like, leaked something or talked more or hyped something else up. They didn't. Yeah. They totally didn't. So I think that's impressive. I don't know if there's going to be more news. I hope there is. I don't know if there's going to be more news, though, about um, new music, additional touring in 2022, if they're going to go overseas. Will we get a new album after so many years away? How the performances are going to be, if they're going to be full production, chaotic uh, wild face paint and stuff like that. It's going to be wild energy no matter what. But I am very interested to see what's going to contain, like what's going to happen after this, just because there's no way, in my opinion, that's going to be just these four performances. And then Bud Ben goes, Well, all right, that's done. That enough for y'all? All right, cool. Bye. <laughs> yeah, no, not a chance. Not a chance. So. I got to say, uh, someone just said, like, people are saying, now, like, who would Mudvayne tour with? Would they be opening for someone? Would people open for them? Honestly, that'd be pretty intense, too. Because Mudvayne's been away for a while, but they're a big enough name to where they could, like, support a huge name. Mm -hmm. The big one being Slipknot. If Slipknot Roadshow did return, oh, yeah. Mudvayne would be perfect to open up, like, the, last, the second to last band before Slipknot. It fit like a glove bit better than what they were going with with yes a day to remember <laughs> and a day to remember's new music would not fit well with not fest roadshow after we know what the new music is the song bloodsucker and everything we need would not work well for the crowd that wants to hear heretic and yeah and disaster I want piece the, I, want, I want a day to remember to open with degenerates uh, <laughs> I think that would be chef's kiss. Well, we'll get to that in a minute, but we'll, there's potential for something like that. We'll get to that in a minute, though. To wrap up the Mudvayne discussion, I do think this is very impressive that it happened this way. So mm -hmm. that way, like the people from DWP said, this is how much 
like evidence, like hard evidence that we have that people that are willing to pay money are willing to pay money to also see you. Mm-hmm. The big song for the younger audience, people who just might not be aware, Dig is their most well-known song. Their most successful album and song, well, their most successful song is Happy. Happy now. I can't sing that well. I can't do Chad oh, Gray's voice. I, I was going to start going, because I'm happy, clever, no. No, that's not Mudbane, but good guess. Good guess. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Yes. However, Happy, that album, Lost and Found, is their best-selling album. Their debut album, LD50, is a new metal masterpiece in many people's eyes. Like, this is... Mudvayne predates math rock before math rock was a thing. Like, very tightly technical skilled music, tons of progression, long albums, all that stuff. So, I do feel Mudvayne will get a lot of positive attention. I think they're going to do something big. They have plenty of time to prepare to get their set list right. Do some wild presentation. I really do think that's going to work out well. So, that's just me. Let me know in the comments on the YouTube page what you think of Mudvayne returning. We just found this out yesterday. So, I'm all for it. That's just me. I think it'll be great. Their first performance in over 12 years will be at Incarceration this September. Tickets going fast. Even faster now. I think they they just announced today that ever they just announced today since the lineup was announced that VIP passes weekend full weekend VIP passes are already sold out. So, and I think uh, Campin was too. Yeah, I believe it. RV Campin is already sold out. I totally um, believe it. So, damn. Yeah, the lineup actually is pretty solid. We're gonna go the, over the lineup in just a minute. Uh, because it's fun for us to do the lineup, and I can share the screen with everyone oh, yeah. so I can show you. Um, and also to have a lineup again. I know. And that's what I was going to say, too. Like, this is the first part of normalcy we have for festival and concerts. We have an event. This is an actual event that has a full schedule, and we're going to have things to see. Mm-hmm. That's huge. So. Yeah. Someone just said, Mudvayne covering for Farrell, Pharrell. Weirdly, I could get Pharrell. behind it. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on, we do have some unfortunate news. We lost a composer and music writer, world-renowned Jim Steinman. Um, Today, he died at his 70s. Still hasn't been posted why he passed away. This is before our time, but still, this is a master craft musician that crossed all genres. Not only was he the writer and composer, the main lyric writer, songwriter for Meatloaf, Bats Out of Hell, and Bats Out of Hell 2. He also mm-hmm. wrote songs for Celine Dion, Bonnie Tyler, and Barry Manilow. Damn. He also helped contribute to the Footloose soundtrack. Hmm. He did a lot to say. And first of all, being able to work for uh, Meatloaf twice is a feat of its own. But at the same time, he's the reason why also Meatloaf became such a huge thing. His writing got it that way. So. Hopefully he went peacefully. We'll find out more news as that comes along. But we just found out today that he did die in his early 70s. He lived a great life in the music career, in the music business. And he proved he could work with many different versatile styles and many wildly different musicians. So you know what? Mm -hmm. That definitely is something worth pointing out. Rest in peace to Steinman. Um, There's so many songs that we could go off of. Total Eclipse of the Heart is like from Total Eclipse of the Heart to all of Meatloaf's stuff. That covers some ground. So... Hmm. Wanted to point that out too, because that was going off while the other news breaks and stuff were happening today. 
for those who are listening on the backlog and stuff, today is the day, April 20th, 2021, that Derek Chauvin was pronounced guilty on all three charges for the murder of George Floyd last year that helped spark the Black Lives Matter movement. So the trial's finally over. The sentencing will begin, but that's that has nothing to do with the sentencing. What if he's guilty or not anymore? We now know he's guilty on all three charges. Um, so that's I mean, not we, we, we don't know that we, the justice we, system just had to catch up. We need the, we needed the <laughs> official justice system stamp of approval yep. on paper to confirm that and the judge's gavel. So yep. that being said, hmm, I'm glad that part is moved on. It'll never be over, but that's progress. Oh yeah. That I'll leave it at that. And there's other people that can say a lot more about it than I can. And I'll leave that to them. Their voices mean more than my do in this situation. I'm fully aware of that, but I still wanted to bring it up. Yeah. So that being said, lots of news about all stuff like this too. There's going to be a lot of, there's already like musicians reacting to it as well. We have good musicians. We have bad musicians. We have a lot of different actions and causes that musicians support. One musician that I just can't get my head around is Aaron Lewis. Oh, God. Um, yesterday, I released a video on great guitarists and bad bands. Got a lot of great support for that already. If you haven't seen that, it's on the main YouTube channel. Please check it out if you can. Um, in there, I made a little snide joke about, okay, we need to stop paying attention to Aaron Lewis. Well, I should have kept my mouth shut because then he released a song. He What's... saw your video. <laughs> oh, I don't think he has the attention span or ability to care about anything long enough to even get to that point in my video because it mm -hmm. wasn't in the first 30 seconds. Regardless, he made a song, Am I the Only One? Referring yes. to being one of the last conservatives who didn't want those Confederate monuments taken down. That's it. That, that's it. That's what it's about. Mr. Vermont, Massachusetts conservative, who I truly believe now is appealing to his very Southern conservative fan base. I truly now believe he, a lot of this may not be sincere. He's trying to get attention for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so in the song, he, the word is he laments over Confederate monuments being taken down. And then he also made comments and dissing Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so, first of all, Aaron Lewis, you will never be even close to the, bo the boss. Don't you ever dare try to even compare yourself to that. Number right. two, y Massachusetts, Vermont-based Aaron Lewis is upset about the Confederate flag-leading wartime <laughs> leaders' monuments being taken down. No, I don't buy that. I just do not buy that. You are. Mm. That is transparent. Yep. You are trying to book either the next Stained Tour or another solo tour of your country stuff. Yeah. And I get it. You're going to do the country stuff again? That tour sold enough for your when you didn't have a hissy fit and stamp off stage like a toddler. <laughs> Which I can't believe I have to say that, but that's what happened. Yeah. But you know what? If that's what he wants to do, go ahead and do it. Just don't try to go after the boss, man. Yeah. That's Ugh. Another great example on Twitch. Someone said, Kid Rock, born and raised just outside of Detroit, is the same way about Confederate flags and statues. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. phony. Phony. Not a doubt in my mind that is 100% phony and deliberate. 
Kid Rock's been a fraud his whole life. He uses other people's music. One of my favorite things about Kid Rock, um, when the stories that he admits about him, he admitted about himself too. He used to try to hang out with the rich, the poor, tough kids until his dad would pick him up after school for his orthodontist appointment. God. Get out of here with that. No. <laughs> Kid Rock did not come from these humble, bare bone, uh, bare thread humble be humble beginnings no he did not so huh bruce is my friend you better bring your a game if you're aiming for the ball yeah if you're aiming for bruce springsteen what is wrong with you first of all you know better seriously of all people there's people not even that don't even care about music that say hey don't you talk about bruce like that Mm -hmm. uh whatever you know what whatever that's enough talk about aaron lewis and Whatever garbage he's trying to put out for attention. If Stain's oh. going to continue, which from what I understand they will, they are going to try to do a full tour. Those poor other members. Poor other members. And also, um, they, are, they said they're going to release a live album. If they do, fine. I'd rather have a live album to sa- satiate all the Stain fans as opposed to new material. Yeah, fair. I will <laughs> take that. And, that, and the reason I brought that up in the video for great guitarists and bad bands, Mike Mushok is an excellent guitarist that never gets to show off his skill. Mm-hmm. And, he, and there are comments saying that, like their experiences watching Stained Live and things like that, because it's the same guitarist in St. Asonia. And this is a guitarist that really loves the craft. He like makes, makes how-to and teaching videos how to play guitar. Like he truly loves it. And, but he has to stay next to Aaron Lewis who clearly does not care. So, someone on YouTube, he's on the outside looking at statues. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Gretchen, don't giggle at that. That was not worth a giggle. <laughs> Ugh. Moving on. Speaking of uh, idiots, Ted Nugent oh. is in the news today. Now, I'm going to preface this right now. I do not wish ill on anyone, especially physical violence or disease. Past few months, outside of all the racist rhetoric and political ideology that Ted Nugent has had, he has been very adamant about COVID not being a big deal, the pandemic not being a big deal. It's conspiracy. It's overblown. We found out yesterday that Ted Nugent has tested positive for COVID-19. And a Facebook Live video, which he did himself, he did this himself. He went on saying he caught the China virus, his words. Oh. He then said he felt like he was going to die. He listed off every single sickness symptom he had, ending with, but at least I don't have diarrhea. Because Ted Dugit doesn't know how to be classy if his life depended on it. He then followed up saying, I still don't think anyone should get the vaccine. His reasoning, no one knows what is inside the vaccine. We can't trust it. So even facing death and catching the virus he denied, after over, well over half a million people have died. That's just in our country, the country he loves so much. Mm-hmm. He still says, no, once you get the vaccine, it's a government conspiracy and it's not real. Do I need to go on? Do I need to say anything else? 
do I need to point out? I, that's not irony. That's not. Um, it's not ironic that that happened. Again, I do not wish ill on someone. I wish people to learn. I want yeah. people to understand. Not only did this man get the. Apparently, he's still going through it too. Not only did he get COVID nineteen, he actually got it pretty hard after denying it, and he used his platform to spread false information about it, even after he got it. I I don't know what else to say about that. Gretchen, you, you, anything you want to? Because I know you brought it up to me too. We both saw yeah. the same thing. Any thoughts from you while I kind of hold my head and just try to? push away a headache thinking about Ted Nugent for too much? I mean, it's like I said to you, and like you just said, you know, I don't want to wish ill on anyone, no matter who they are. Uh, But it's just kind of like, hmm. (laughs) That's all you can do is just be like, oh, he got COVID? Hmm. Sure did. (laughs) Someone was a cat scratch fever in YouTube chat. Oh, oh, oh. He wishes it was cat scratch fever. I'll say I've actually had cat scratch fever before. It is not fun. Yeah. Also, he did clarify. He understands the mistake now saying that he he did say it verbally that he lucked out by not catching COVIDs 1 through 18. He did say that. And that he clarified now that he was explained that the 19 stands for the year it was discovered. He had to be sat down and told that after he said that as well so wow uh, wow buddy a very great <laughs> great way to describe this in the youtube chat the vaccines so far millions of them have been delivered the vaccines have not killed anyone yet covid has killed over three million people i don't know what else you're looking for I mean, there is that one issue with one of the vaccines right now, but it's... there is. But that was such a small percentage and they've isolated yeah. it. And the people that have received it or have received those symptoms are being taken care of. Right. So that's still huge. I will take those odds any day. Yeah. <laughs> Willfully. Yep. Gladly. I am very thankful that I've got my vaccine. I'm glad Gretchen's got her vaccine. Yep. Um, we have both been very open. If you are able to get the vaccine, yep, please. Like I know, I've got I've got family members that are allergic, right? And can't get it. Exactly. So if you get it for not just for yourself, but for um, mm-hmm. everyone else around you. So that way, you're not the one passing it on. And the more people that have it, the more people that cannot get it don't have to worry. So, yep. Uh, there's going to be a time where we're going to have these podcasts. And we don't have to talk about the current state of 2020 affecting us so much. It's going to yeah, happen. That's going to be so weird. It is. 2020. We're going to have to talk about. We'll have other, like, we'll have actual <laughs> music news. Remember when we had that? Actual, hey, these albums and tours are coming out. Hey, these guys are collaborating with each other. Hey, there was an interview about this. Not everyone's at home and no one's touring and albums are in, like, hiatus and being frozen. Yeah. Bad. It's it's just such a normal thing now to talk about it. It is it's like when we get away from it, it's gonna be like, man, what will we talk? What did we do before? Yeah, <laughs> I remember, but at the same time, I get why 2020 was such a whirlwind, 
And I'm kind of mm-hmm. glad we have these podcasts on backlog just to like reminisce yeah. and look back at like, hey, this is what happened. Like, remember when the Black Lives Matter movement was yep. really at its peak? We had like we were just reading off all the different musicians responses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, remember the month during before the election in 2020, how that's all that anyone could yeah. focus on. And like, why not? You know, musicians making a stand, using their voice, getting yelled at for using their voice, tons yeah. of stuff. So it's going to happen. It is coming. So just so hard to think about, though. It is. And I it's agree. It's been a year since like we've been in this. It's been a year since thing. we realized everything's going to be shut down for a lot longer than we imagined. Yeah. Because I remember we were like, oh, fall will be fine. Aftershock, like Aftershock 2020 year. could happen. It's pretty possible. Oh, I just remember um, in March of last year being like, I think as long as everything shuts down for like these three weeks or yep. so, uh, festivals in May will be fine. And I look back on that now and I'm just like, oh, oh if, God. If everyone, oh, follow- God. if everyone will fully wear a mask. Yeah. See, I, I'll use my example. I live in St. Louis, Missouri, a big city in the middle of a state in a state that has very little. St. Louis is a big city. Everyone did a good job about enforcing mask laws and things like that. Masks were worn. Step one foot out of St. Louis County. Mm-hmm. I wear mask. My rights, America. My rights, my freedoms. Yeah. So that's why it took so long. And I know we're not out of the woods yet. India is struggling right now with their epidemic, their variants of the strand and stuff, too. We're not out of the woods yet. Europe, Mm -hmm. all the big European tours have been postponed to 2022. Iron Maiden, the tour with Evanescence and Within Temptation, many others, they've all been postponed. We have to move to 2022 for Europe. We just have to. I get it, too. I totally get it. And by the way, someone, uh, Ali and Twitch just brought up a great point. I would have, I'm still going to keep wearing my mask after this. They look good. No one tells me to smile. Yeah. I like that part. If I start singing to myself, no one can hear me or see what I'm doing. Yeah. <clears throat> also, I'll have to wear a mask at festivals anyway just because of dust, like an aftershock. So now I'll, oh, be, pre- yeah. now I'll be prepared. Yeah. And also, just think about it. Like, I mean, I, me personally, I didn't get sick at all last year, except for like my little stint at the beginning of uh, last mm-hmm. year, which I'm still not convinced uh, wasn't COVID right in the early phase. Oh, yeah. It. But the flu, um, like flu shots, because yeah. people got flu shots too. The flu was almost non existent last year because so mm-hmm. many people were washing their hands and using hand sanitizer nonstop. Yep. So that's awesome. So thank you guys for indulging us with that for a little bit. As we, so what I'm going to do now, we talked a little bit about incarceration. I am going to try to do a screen share so we can go through this step by step and see if I can get this all loaded up for everybody. I apologize for the delay on this. I got to set up screen share, blah, blah, blah. Gretchen, do you have the lineup up for you? I do. Okay, good. Just making sure you got it. I do. As I try, let me try to find a picture for revealing I'm going to use a picture of Iceland because I doubt we're going to get to go this year now because international travel is still messed up. I know. 2022. So let's see if this works. Sorry about the delay, everyone, as I get this. Incarceration 2021 held at the Ohio Reformatory where they filmed Shawshank Redemption will be uh, music and tattoo extravaganza. Someone asked why is it called incarceration? 
because they have over 50 like international like nationally known tattoo artists also giving and booking tattoos while the festival's going on. Quite a big deal. And this has gone on for a few years now. So let's see if this works. Do this. Let's get some screen share going. Center screen. Why? Okay, guys. I am not Mr. Professional, but I pretend to because I think I try to do a good job. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Bam! I think I finally got it. Okay. So... <clears throat> It flashed on screen, so we're looking at day one right now. If you can see it on screen, that's on GetRock.net, if you want to check out everything else, too. On screen right now, headlining Friday, day one, Slipknot. Woo. Also featuring Mastodon, Killswitch Engage, Steel Panther, The Who, Ice Nine Kills, Bad Flower, Escape the Fate, New Year's Day, Local H, Blast from the 90s, Currents, Spites, Reach New York City, and a bunch of other bands I have never heard of. I say that as politely as I can, I, I, but I say that also, that for coming from me, I feel like that's a big deal. I have not heard of quite a few of these bands. So it is kind of nice. Also, they're giving a platform for new bands. That's what we need. So hopefully I'll just wait for chat to catch up to what they think about this one. Let me pop up YouTube chat. Gretchen, your thoughts on day one? Well, I'm sitting here looking at like the ones that we don't know the names of. I can't tell. Is Berkeley College of Music an actual band name or is it the actual Berkeley College of Music and it's like a group? I'm going to be honest. I hope it's the <laughs> latter. It's actually a band that just changed their name so they could get bookings easier. I'm like really confused. I'm like, are you a legit band or are you actually from Berkeley College of Music? Right. And also, I want to say someone just asked on Twitch, why would you want a tattoo in such a sweaty, congested environment? It's like, from what I understand, that's like going to be inside one of the rooms. Like, the actual prison is like... But that's still a good point. That's my thing. I agree. Um, like, why would you... What if you got a tattoo on Friday? That is... That is... I don't know. It's just not sanitary. I agree. Because, like, the room is... It's not very sanitary. The room they'll have it in is, like, an AC-controlled unit, like, for all the tattoo artists to get together, all the benches and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, they're converting the prison. The whole prison's already converted anyway for, like, tours and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, Loudwire gets to do interviews, like, by the cells and stuff like that. I would love to get the chance to do that. I'm afraid I'll just get shunned away with, like, outside in a tent. But I feel like if my channel gets bigger, I'll have more opportunities to do actual interviews inside the actual backstage and stuff. But that's besides the mm -hmm. point. I feel like I, I want to get to that level. That's personal, though. So getting a tattoo on Friday, though, a big back yeah. piece and then going and into then walking around with it wrapped and like because you're supposed to let a tattoo breathe. So, yes, yes, you keep it wrapped the first few hours that you get it. But then you're supposed to let it breathe and not have anything touch it. That's just asking for so many problems, especially if you decide to get inebriated afterwards. Inebriated. And then you're going to go on Saturday to Mudvayne's reunion. Mm hmm. And what if you're in the pit? What if you're close to the pit? You don't even want to get in the pit. It doesn't matter. You're going to be a part of the pit. I'm I'm hurting all over right now just imagining a tattoo anywhere and then trying to do that. Like insanity. Like it, if you want to get if you have a books for the end of Sunday, I can't argue that as much. Mhm. Mm but still, guys, dang. That's a devotion. Yeah. But also this is not a new thing. There have been artists like tattoo artists at festivals for years. They have them on the concert cruises too. Mhm. Mm 
But I just, I, I mean, as someone who is very much into tattoos and piercings, I'm just sitting here cringing because I love the idea. Right. But just the execution of it, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. So as of it is, that's day one, Friday, September 10th. Moving on to September 11th. Mudvayne headlining. This is the reunion. Also featuring A Day to Remember, Chevelle, Asking Alexandria, Pop Evil, August Burns Red, Crown the Empire, Bad Omens, Fame on Fire, Diamante, Saul, September Morning, Dead Girls Academy, and some others. And some others. I, I, again, I don't know every band. Yeah. Um, Saturday. Interesting names. Yes, there are. Not terrible names by any means, but interesting names. Mm-hmm. A lot of these are a lot of Sirius XM bands on here too, like Saul. Yes. Uh, September Morning. Diamante's on there. You know, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. That's she's growing. She's getting up there. Her new album comes out next month, if I'm if I'm correct. Next month or the month after. She's become a darling of Sirius XM. Yeah. Um, Crown the Empire. <laughs> okay, we'll get to Crown the Empire in a second. Um, a day to remember. We'll be supporting directly behind Mudvayne. And this goes back to Gretchen's point. Are they going to open with Degenerates? Play for 45 minutes. And then we go into Dig for Mudvayne. A bit of a total change, but it's very possible. Trying to give everyone whiplash. Yeah. So, that being said, um, Katie Babs of SiriusXM Octane has been hinting and talking about uh, (laughs) this festival and Blue Ridge Rock Fest. And then I go, well, it's good that she's finally talking about this stuff because, like, Katie Babs doesn't usually do that. She more talks about herself is that right damn uh, well can you correct me can you do you have any other explanation see i don't i don't usually listen to it when she's on fair okay i have I like on, the weekends on instagram and, yeah i have on the weekends and stuff it's more like i really like this band i was listening to it while mm-hmm. i was working out that type of stuff you know mm-hmm. so that being said now, she is married to the basis of Crown of the Empire, and now it feels like, oh, now I get why you were promoting these festivals and why you want to be there. All coming together. It's a scam. Not really. I'm glad. Oh. I'm glad they're going to be there. I've seen Crown of the Empire twice before. They're fine. I'm not a fan of the band particularly, but they're fine live. No arguments. I'm a fan of Chevelle. Mm-hmm. I'm still a fan of A Day to Remember. Even if I was not a fan of their latest album. And Mudbane's going to be a phenomenon. So there'll be, some, there'll be some sleeper bands on Saturday for sure, I think, that'll catch people by guard. September Morning is a big live production, too, where like all the band members dress up really uniquely. So it's something. And then we move on to Sunday, day three, September 12th. Headlined by Rob Zombie, who always puts on a show. That's the reason like you want to support Rob Zombie still in 2021. And if mm-hmm. this is his per- first performance in over a year and a half, you know that show's going to be bonkers. The life-size puppets, the monsters on stage, everything. It'll be crazy. Along with that, Hailstorm, Beartooth, Motionless and White, Fever 333, Wage War, The Devil Wears Prada, Fire from the Gods, Stitched Up Heart, Corey Marks, and a few other bands that I'm not aware of. <laughs> or don't want to name I, oh, I can't see the other, uh, did I skip some? <laughs> I'm sorry, they're blurred out on my screen. I'm sorry, I can't read those names. Uh-huh. Rats. However, Rob Zombie's <laughs> great. I think Hailstorm, like, following Rob's, or Ro- 
Hillstorm, and then Rob Zombie. I think that's a great one-two punch to end the night. I think that's actually yeah. really great. I think that's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Fever 333, you guys know I'm a big fan of that. So, yeah. I think that's pretty poetic. I think that works really well. Motionless and White knows how to put on a show. Fire from the Grods, they sound good live. Wage War knows how to rile up a pit. Mm-hmm. Stitched Up Hearts, a band I've never seen live, even though I've met them briefly and interviewed them. So yeah. that'd be cool. So I know they've been working on stuff. They're trying to promote their stuff on Twitch now, too. They have their own Twitch channel. So August Burns Reds also on Saturday, too. That's a worth that's a worthy band worth naming. So that's the lineup for the first actual festival that's going to happen in 2021, along with Blue Ridge Rock Fest, which is the same weekend in Virginia. Why did I want to... We're going to do these for the festivals to get announced. There's going to be more coming in the next couple months. I mean, weeks, I should say. Next couple weeks. But yeah. what's cool about this is, look at this lineup on all the socials, whatever you follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be. You look at these socials, usually when they announce festivals, there's always instant backlash. Ugh, this lineup sucks. I'm not spending my money. I didn't see that much backlash for this one this time. Mm-mm. Is that because everyone's just excited for a show? Or they really do think this is solid. And Mudvayne is a big deal for it to come back. And then you have Slipknot and Rob Zombie, worthy headliners. You have bands that actually are new on these lineups playing the same days as these big names in a unique venue. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid. So you know what? I think it's solid too. Yeah. Are there bands on there I can't stand? Yes, there are. Are there bands I've seen on here 10 times? Yes, there are. There's also newer bands. There's also bands I've never shot before. And there's bands I would recommend to anyone and have. And you guys know I love Slipknot. So, all that being said, Incarceration, more information you can find on GetRock.net and at Incarceration.com. Don't know what my and Gretchen's festival plans are going to be i say that because i don't like we're both trying to figure out what all we're going to do yeah especially since i mean like since that is the same weekend as blue ridge rock fest which would be like you mentioned before we went live that Mm -hmm. it would be so much easier for me to do because it's here in virginia that's driving distance yeah so like so like (laughs) i'll pull the curtain back a little bit working these festivals as a photographer I want to see if I get the chance to work as um, production for a festival one day. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, pulling the curtain back, like I'm usually comped tickets and media passes and photo passes and things like that. But I'm still sometimes on my, on my own how I get there. Welcome yeah. to Rockville was such a blessing for me because I lived 14 miles away from the festival for years. You know. So for something like this, is incarceration for me is about eight hour drive. That's pushing it, considering I don't always have enough time. But it's doable. Aftershock is flying. You have to fly to Aftershock. Oh, well, yeah. So, oh, you don't want to drive there? I'm just saying, I've, did, <laughs> I've done the 22-hour drives before. That's enough. And that's way more than 22 hours, too, from me. So, some people are saying, I got my tickets. I'm ready. So, hey, you know what? A lot of tickets are going mm-hmm. fast. So, Oh, yeah. We'll be promoting stuff like this. The other festivals that have not been announced yet, lineups, we will bring to you. We'll do this whole layout to like announce them for everyone. Let me know in the comments what you think. I posted this on Instagram as well. Um, just let me know what you think of the lineup for that as well. Also from DWP, it was a big news week for DWP yesterday. 
just like Shiprock is a rock concert cruise, DWP is getting into the game for rock concert cruises as well. Voragos will be announced for 2022. It'll be a whole rock concert, five days from Miami. The lineup has not been announced yet. However, it's DWP owned and operated on a Norwegian cruise line. And I think that's pretty impressive they're going to get into that. So it'll be next February. No bands announced yet. They are taking like pre-bookings. You can cancel for any reason if you want to do it that way too for trip insurance, cancel insurance, just like any cruise. They're saying they will apply with whatever COVID um, precautions Norwegian Pearl has in place at the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's actually pretty appropriate. We'll bring you more news when that lineup pops too. It'll probably be a few months before that, probably near the end of summer. But I am I do think that's awesome. DWP DWP is gonna try and get into the game for that. But it's gonna be like Firefest. Someone did make that comment, and even though Firefest was a destination event on an island and this is a cruise, Firefest was not a cruise, and also this is be, this is being run by an established company of over a decade of experience pu- promoting things like this, and Firefest mm-hmm. was uh rich brat that lied to people. I feel like I'm going to be a lot safer for DWP. I feel like yeah. it. Safe bet. Well, it's like it's like we were talking about yesterday. Even if the music aspect of it flops, it's uh-huh. still a cruise on a reputable line. Like, yeah. it's still a cruise. Gretchen and I have talked for years because, like, she knows I've been on Shiprocked in 2018. I loved shooting on Shiprocked in 2018 and the experience of that. We were talking. We would love to go on a cruise someday, too. Like, say we get to go on Borgos. And the lineup sucks. It's not for me. I'll still have a good time on the cruise, guys. Still a cruise. Yeah, I'll still, I'll still be, I'll still have fun. I promise. So, yeah. so you know what? I already booked for Vorgo. Someone said I'm a gambling man. Hey, you know what? That's awesome. A lot of people will too. And like they made it mm-hmm. so that way you can cancel, like after the lineups announced for any reason if you get trip insurance and stuff like that. So you don't have too much to worry about, really. Yeah. So that being said. Uh, other festival news, Blue Ridge Rock Fest has like, been announcing one or two bands a day for the other festival that's not DWP, the one that mm-hmm. Gretchen was talking about in Virginia. Headliners will be announced. There's supposed to be nine headliners for a three-day festival, technically four if you count the Thursday, but yeah. I don't know if, like, I don't know if they'll have headliners there or not, but still, there will be headliners. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. Oh, dear. Um, two of the headliners they announced for Blue Ridge I'm not a fan of. Mm-hmm. And that does not mean the other seven could not be stellar. If seven out of nine are stellar, like say Slipknot, Rob Zombie go there, that's huge. But for Blue Ridge Rock Fest so far, they have Limp Biscuit and Five Finger Death Punch. I'm not saying that that's going to attract a certain crowd. So, the lineup already been announced. They've announced like one. We'll do the full run. It's a big lineup too. For bigger headliners, hope that it ain't So we'll find that out. Biscuit and Five Finger Death Punch. Because um, that's going to say, that means like, also we're bringing in Stained and Puddle of Mud and Kid Rock. And, uh, you know, then I'm booking some stuff in Ohio at that point. So I'm still on the fence of which one I want to do. If I can go to either. Nothing's yeah. definite. You know, I still want to know what's going to happen for Blue Ridge. But at the same time. Incarceration looks good. Hats off the DWP. They delivered something at a unique festival event in a unique setting. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, someone in the YouTube chat brought up the point that I brought up to Gretchen. They were there for Limp Biscuit's performance at Rock Allegiance in 2018, technically their last performance at a festival, and it was terrible. So, say that for what it is. 
<sighs> All I know is I'm excited the new stuff's coming back. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we'll talk about the Billboard Mainstream Rock Top 3 songs of the week. Since we didn't do it last week, except there wasn't that much of a change last week. So for Billboard's Mainstream Top 10 Rock Songs of the Week, we do the cover Top 3 on here. Coming in at number 3 is Breathe Again by Pop Evil. They have a new album coming out in May. They're getting some attention on Sirius XM and FM. Coming in at number coming in at number two, Waiting on a War from Foo Fighters, down from number one. And coming in at number one, The Pretty Reckless featuring Tom Morello, and so it went. Another number one song from The Pretty Reckless's Death by Rock, rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive. So, is everything going okay on the stream? Yeah, it like froze briefly, but we could like still hear you and everything. But now it's ah uh, okay. So maybe that was just Twitch then. I was gonna say because yeah. I thought YouTube looked okay. I have the YouTube one going on. Yeah. Okay. So I gotta say, the pretty reckless, good for them. That's two number one songs off this new album that did take a while to make, but still they delivered it. It's still doing well. Still selling well. So. That being said, there's been a lot of news going on just in the last two days. We know there's more coming. We know we could not cover everything. One thing, uh, man, it's over there. I'm not going to show it on screen. Um, how do I want to do this? Gretchen. Yeah. Do, um, do, do something really quick for me while I grab something while I put the headphones down because this is super not professional. Just tell them something like your favorite dad joke or your favorite band that you're excited to see at incarceration or something like that. Will I go grab something? Okay, dokie. Okay, tell them what your favorite band is that you're going to go hoping to see at incarceration if you get to go. Uh-huh. I've got to find the actual list again. Uh, all right, I've taken over the stream now, guys. Here I am. Uh, just kidding. Um, I don't know. Looking at the incarceration list, I'm actually, despite two bands that, you know, Luke uh, didn't want to mention for Sunday, uh, I think Sunday's has the the most that I'm excited about. Okay. So Sunday's your favorite day. Yeah. Because like I told you, I was going through and like counting the bands for each day that I'd be interested in. And it legit went like five, six, seven. So I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to cage it too. Like see how many bands you want to see. As photographers, what bands we want to shoot, stuff like that. That does yeah. matter, yeah. So, also, someone just asked a random question in the chat. They cashed in something. What's your opinion on Fireman 5000? Tonight, the Stars Revolt, I loved back in the day. No knocking for me. They were fine. Powerman 5000, totally fine. And Gretchen and anyone else that's not aware, the singer of Powerman 5000 is the younger brother of Rob Zombie. Huh. Yeah, they had he had his own band, too. So, reason what I was going to grab... Um, the Mars Volta have a big day coming Friday. Friday is the day they release Realidad de los Suenos, Reality of Dreams. Their 18 LP vinyl box set, valued at $500. This thing sold out instantly. And they released more um, from their like bank that they made because this was made in Germany. This is a unique piece that like stands up and props up. We talked about this a few months ago. And I can't stress enough how big of a deal this is because with the vinyl set, every single album they've released, each vi- each album on vinyl is like four, like three, four vinyls because their albums are always so long. But on top of that, also is coming the demo tapes, the initial unfinished recordings of their debut album, Deloused in the Comatorium, which went gold. This is the unfinished stuff, like the raw 
songs in form that they got all their really thoughts from. That's a big deal. So, one cool thing about this Realidad de los Suenos, I'm going to call it the reality of dreams, just so that way I don't keep botching pronunciation. <laughs> uh, one cool thing about it, though, this is limited to 5,000 copies ever. And there are going to be a few more released for sale, even though they keep selling out everywhere. They intentionally held some back to actually sell at certain vinyl stores in the country and throughout the world. The good people at Clouds Hill, the label that made these, and for other things too, reached out to me because they saw my old all-time favorite albums video on Francis the Mute. They said, they talked about it, and they said, you have a following, we thought the video was nice. And they reached out to me on social media, and then we started talking through email, and said, would you be willing to do some type of unboxing for the reality of dreams? And I told them straight up, it's like, I would love to do that. I am collecting vinyls. I've always wanted the Mars Volta on vinyl because individual albums from the Mars Volta on vinyl are insanely expensive. Francis the Mutant, De Laos and the Comatorium, their first two albums, go for two to $300 a piece per album. That's how rare these things are. Hmm. So I told them I would love to, but there's no way I can afford the $500 price tag. I just can't right now. And I remember telling Gretchen that too, like there's just no way I could do that. I have to be somewhat responsible. As Mars Volta is one of my all-time favorite bands, but even I know I can't do that. So, the rep at Clouds Hill goes, okay, we'll take care of that for you if you do an unboxing video. On Monday, they sent me this. It's the full thing still in wrapping. <laughs> this is probably the coolest gift I've ever received doing all this stuff. And I never thought I would get something like this. So on Thursday evening for like a 30-minute live stream on YouTube, I'm going to do Unboxing the Reality of Dreams. With it is a 100-page book of all the unique artwork that Omar and Cedric made. And I can't stress enough how big of a deal this is that I got something like this. I can't play the music on the vinyl because that's going to get copyright bots and things like that but I'll do like a little impromptu Q&A about talking about all about the Mars Volta. It'll be a short live stream. It's only going to be like half an hour, but it'll be at probably 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday where I finally get to untake this plastic wrap off. I've been squirming since yesterday wanting to open this up, but I can't because I promised I wouldn't. I want to do a live unboxing and I've never done an unboxing before. So I wanted to make this one special. So, Please tune in for that on Thursday. Also, if you haven't already, I'm just going to hold this right here. I can't show it on camera too much, but I'm just going to nuzzle my head for it while I talk because I'm so proud of it. Hopefully you guys can still hear me. I've been fading away from the camera a little bit. Hopefully you guys can still hear me. So, I love it. I hope everyone's aware that I am a big Mars Volta fan. Also, check out the video I posted yesterday. Please share it out if you enjoyed it. I'm hoping this one catches a few more eyes. It's done a lot better in views than uh, past few videos have. So I'm trying to dig myself out of that YouTube funk that many people are in right now. Speaking of funk, Gretchen just posted a video today about Ooh, piercing nice, funk. Nice segue. I want a trend. I want attention for how good that was. That was, that was, I got to give you that one. That yeah. one was good. <laughs> Would you like to tell them all about the funk, the piercing cheese? <laughs> 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 Why did you have to say that? Because you said it. I know, but I still gag. 
Um, uh, yeah, in case you don't know, uh, I do piercing and tattoo-related content over on my channel. Uh, occasionally a vlog will be thrown in there. Uh, but I put a video out today about um, why piercings sometimes have a, um, an odiferous odor to them. <laughs> And it's it's what people call piercing cheese. And I'm like, I don't know what kind of cheese y'all sniffing on because that's gross. Yes. <laughs> so piercing funk. If you've ever had a piercing and wonder what that odor is, Gretchen goes into detail saying it's not as big of a deal as you think and all this other stuff. Someone just asked on mm -hmm. YouTube, can you bite off the plastic wrapping on your unboxing? No, that's bad. I'm not going to bite this thing. This thing's not good worth, for your teeth. Not good for my teeth. This thing's $500. I'm going to baby this thing. It's either going on my mantle or going on the shelf in the room that I film on when I'm not actively listening to the vinyls because it props up in a unique way too. So getting back to hugging my vinyl set. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Also next week, we will, I will have an album review on Gojira's Fortitude, their new album. I'll have other stuff in the works. Gretchen, is there anything you would like to end with? Uh... Nope. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to think. Uh, no. Okay, fair enough. I'm just excited to see some, some like, each each week we're yeah. getting something normal again. It's kind of cool. I agree. We are. And this lineup that we got uh, today really shows that, too, and an event we can look forward to like we used to. So thank you guys again for tuning in live. I will let you guys know on the socials. You can follow them. If you're watching this video, all my socials are up top above the frame. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The main YouTube channel. I'm on TikTok, TikTok now as well. I'm trying to do a little more of those. I just have fun with it. But yeah, at Roxnet on TikTok. That's where I'm doing the poetry of rock, which is as ridiculous as it sounds. So thank you guys again as we fade away. Let me know how you guys are doing. Leave some comments if you have thoughts on incarceration, on Mudvayne, anything like that. Please tune in for the Mars Volta. I'll send links. And other than that, have a great night, guide night. Bleh, I almost burr, made burr, it. Burr, 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 burr. I almost made it. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you next week. Check out Gretchen's channel as well on Twitch if you're into Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Quite fun to play play with her and watch her play. I scream a lot. Yeah. So, lots of fun. Thank you guys again as we fade out. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Toodle.